There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. What do we do with our feet touch? Well, we fuck, obviously. Ho, 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 homies. Merry Christmas, one and all. Welcome to the GOAT's Christmas episode. Let's get properly into the Christmas spirit and firstly plug ourselves. If you enjoy this podcast, give it a cheeky five-star review. You know you want to. It's Christmas. Follow us on Instagram. And if you can spare a shilling for the holidays to poor peasants like us, then consider signing up to Patreon where you can get special exclusive content as well as listening to all of these episodes ad-free. Anyway, enough of that. Tis the season. How are you both merry little Christmas elves doing? I'm doing alright. I've got something to get off my chest. It's something that... I've known about myself for a while, but I think it's time that I told you guys. Um, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I'm just going to come straight out with it. But my name is Sebek Lark, and yesterday I painted a space marine. Oh, no. Oh, you're into Warhammer. Well, no, (laughs) but maybe. (laughs) Why has Warhammer got so big recently, in the last, like, two weeks, I swear? I don't know, has it? Just because I started talking about it, probably. Probably. Are you Warhammer curious? Is that what it is? Wow. Yeah, I'd say I'm Warhammer curious. (laughs) I'm not, like, fully into the hat. You're experimenting. uh, As we say. But I'm experimenting with the idea of Warhammer, yeah. Sweet. I just like the little figures. I'm not going to play it, I don't think, but I like the little figures, and we'll go from there. Okay. We'll see you in like six months' time down Games Workshop, shall we? <laughs> yeah, no. I was actually at Games Workshop this morning. Um, yeah. <laughs> because while I've only painted this guy, y- yes. I've actually got this guy. Wow. This guy. This guy. This is great for the audio <laughs> listeners. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This guy. Can I just say, why did you pick Space Marines? Why didn't you find, like, a cool, like, this unique guy. army that, you know, obviously not the one that everyone goes for? Like, when I tried to get into Warhammer this when guy. I was a kid, I tried to get into the rat army. The rat army. This guy. That's because you <laughs> yeah, are the a rat. rat <laughs> They're called, like, ratlings. <laughs> ratlings. <laughs> and this guy. So why didn't you get into the ratlings? Why are you just Space Marines? Because I You're think like, they're like the Manchester United. They're just like, where everyone picks. No, right. Here's the thing. Look, here's the deal. So there's not just one faction of Space Marines. Oh, God. Oh, fuck's sake. I've opened a can of worms. There's a wide selection of Space Marines. Now, the Space Marines that you're yeah. most like, the blue guys, are called Ultramarines. Yeah. And they fight for the Emperor of Mankind. Some of them don't. Um, and some of them wear different coloured hats. Sweet. Vinny, how are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. This is this has made my... Because uh, I was about to come up to you guys as being gay, so this has made it a bit awkward. <laughs> I feel like you stole my thunder a little bit, Sebek. <laughs> oh, sorry. Damn, Seb. <laughs> well, my announcement is a lot bigger, so... You know. It's a lot bigger, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty tired. 
for the listeners, Vinny's ne- you nearly died of COVID the other day, didn't you? Did I? Yeah. Yeah. Did I tell you I had COVID? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Okay, because I said I wasn't feeling well, but I I I said I might have COVID, but it was it was approved. It was it was my line manager approved my COVID. <laughs> it was it was confirmed. <laughs> if you're working from home, surely you still have to go to work. I did. If you're ill. Yeah, I did. Unlucky. That sucks. I didn't feel like that bad, to be honest. It was only Wednesday and Thursday I felt like shit, but I already booked that off for holiday, so I just felt like shit on holiday, but wasn't going to do anything anyway. Cool. Well, I'm all right. Witnessed one of the greatest nights of my life ever last night as we record this today, but don't think we really need to go into that too much, do we, Seb? I know you're a bit sad. Why would I be sad? You're sat on the bench of Piers Morgan right now, I'm soldered, crying. I'm not. Do you, I, I've said that... I don't have an allegiance. I just think that it would have been. I was. I was hoping for a Messi Ronaldo final. I do think that this last tournament has probably proved that Ronaldo is over the hill, mm, subpar, far away. But I do think that I get a bit frustrated, and I, I said this before, which is that because I wasn't that into football when they were at their peak for a long time, I thought bought into Michael's rhetoric, which was that. Fucking Ronaldo didn't do anything, never did. It was rubbish. And then you he look is. at the stats and it's Messi is, he comes out on top, but it's not like, <laughs> it's not like outrageously, like, it's not like, you know, I think it's a- pretty close. With anything Mork says with football, you have to take it with a big grain of salt because unless their name is like Lionel Messi or Mohamed Salah, like there will be a subpar player in his eyes. He think the only players he thinks are good are like the ridiculously world-class goods <laughs> that are just way too good for everyone else and then they're like no. yeah they're pretty good you know in his books <laughs> well i just trying to set them to the bar of myself you know so like messi he's, <laughs> like, yeah he's right pretty off. good <laughs> someone like ronaldo is probably shite you know he can't run at the speed of sound so whatever like yourself obviously <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> anyway should we get into this christmasy episode right let me set the scene for you Vinny. Okay. Just imagine, it's a dark, cold December evening. Mm-hmm. Snow is falling in flurries outside. Last Tuesday, yeah. The children have all gone to bed, and you're tucked under a blanket with your spouse. Do have one? The fire crackles as the twinkling lights from the Christmas tree fill the room. You sip on your Baileys and ice after eating a belly full of cheese and crackers. You turn to your partner and say, Let's watch a Christmas film. That's a great idea, they exclaim. What about Die Hard? You give a small chuckle and say, <laughs> Silly Billy, I've told you, Die Hard isn't a Christmas film. Yes, it is, they say angrily. You just always have to argue with me and tell me that I'm wrong. And as they storm off and Christmas is ruined again, you think to yourself, If only I knew categorically what the goat Christmas movie was and all of this could be avoided. Well, that's why we're here to help, because on this episode of Goats, we are crowning the Goat Christmas Film. Cue the music, editor, put fucking jingle bells in. Dubstep version. (laughs) 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 Sounds more like a dying cat. (laughs) Right, which one of you merry men is going to go first in this? Me, please. I thought that was a hand up, Seb. Yeah, go on. You know the audience can't see your hand up, don't you? Well, they may be able to. Touche. Right, go. <laughs> <laughs> one point for you. <laughs> He's got it. The thing with Christmas films is there's a lot of options, isn't there? If we're being honest. I'd, I'd, there's a few. I'd almost say, and I don't want to be a Scrooge McDuck here, but I might say there's too many options. The Gummy Bear Christmas movie comes to mind about too many options. I mean, even then, there's stuff that's not even that that's too much. Like, So I just thought I'd go through a list of stuff that isn't the greatest Christmas movie first. Great shout, yeah. First of all, it isn't Love Actually. It isn't Love Actually. That's my great Kira Knight. I've also, have you seen Love Actually? No, all I know about Love Actually is the kid that's in it is still a kid now, 30 years later. He does not age. Yeah. He used to live on my road. He used to live on my road. Did he? Yeah. Um, Anyway, (laughs) I I won't do my 10 out of 10 Kieran Knightley impression. (laughs) I'll save that for another day. Um, 
no, so Kira Knightley, unless you, if you haven't watched it, it's, a, it's sort of an overcomplicated, uh, deeply problematic wank fest, which, amongst other things, involves a bloke being horrible to his mate's girlfriend because he fancies her, mm. and then stalking her, and then standing outside her house with some placards that don't say sorry. It also includes the Prime Minister, played by Hugh Grant, calling his assistant fat quite a lot, and then sexualising her in front of the president, and then getting her fired when the president makes a move on her. And I just want to say categorically that Natalie from Love Actually isn't fat. She is, in fact, fit. Uh, She's a certified (laughs) hottie. Uh, I just want to say she's a 10 out of 10 thick with two C's big titty goth girl, and we should all simp her for life. Hi, hi, Captain. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Now, the next film that it isn't... Yeah. It's Home Alone. Ooh. I actually was going to pick Home Alone, but I watched Home Alone last night to prepare. Yeah, I watched it the other day, actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I thought it was shite. What? Basically, mm. a little kid bollocks. It's just sad. I wouldn't say shite, but what I did notice that was shite was Macaulay Culkin's acting is fucking horrendous by today's like. Ch- I feel like child actors nowadays are actually really good at acting. Yeah. And like back in the day, maybe that's why it was so special because it was quite rare. But actually, he's he was a dreadful actor in that film. Very unbelievable. Just reading lines off a piece of paper. But also, I just think it's a bit sad. I don't think it's a happy film. It, it is little a bit kid sad, gets yeah. left on his own. His family don't like him. The night before he gets left on his own is gets bullied. And then his mum says it's his fault for being bullied because he's causing a problem. Yeah, <laughs> but then at the end, at the end of the film, they realise their mistakes and they yeah, they, they, they rush back and they they go into the, the the back of the van with all the like, well the, the, the German guys, singing yeah. people, the band, yeah. They they rush back. No, it's a great story, and it's <laughs> I I watched it for the first time a year ago, yeah. and I thought this is actually a really good film. I really like this. <laughs> it's also not the saddest Christmas film. Have you seen Jack Frost, the one with oh, Michael gosh, Keaton? Yeah, that's really sad. Like having children now, I was watching that like. My fucking god, this should not be legal. Like the kid's dad horribly dies in an accident. The kid is actually distraught. He's got like tears in his eyes as he's making this snowman with his dead dad's clothes, just crying his eyes out, like, please daddy, come back. Like I, even if this snowman could be you. And then obviously it turns silly and his fucking the snowman comes alive and it's actually his dad and it's a bit of a laugh. But that snowman building scene is like not legal in a Christmas kids movie. And then his dad melts. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It should not be allowed. It's horrible. <laughs> right, the last film is Elf. I don't like it. I've had enough of it. I know. I don't like that one. I agree. Fuck that. It's obnoxious. It's like mum memes. It's the, the same people that post minion memes on Facebook. Love. I agree. That film. I think it probably was good the first time I watched it, but the twentieth is some of the jokes start to become a bit boring. So what is the GOAT Christmas movie? So my first thought was uh, the Star Wars Holiday Special. <laughs> I also went to that at one point. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> if you don't know what it is, it was a notorious shit show cash grab, which caused Lucas to become the over-controlling director he is today. That's George Lucas. I just call him Luke. Um, Good mates. It was the only time <laughs> up until he sold that property to Disney that he relinquished creative control over any Star Wars project. It's on YouTube. It's two hours long. I've seen most of it, and I can tell you the highlight is when Chewbacca's dad spends ten full minutes of the show watching VR porn in his living room. <laughs> oh yeah, iconic. Yeah, that fucking holiday special. Jesus Christ, I don't get it. Awful. What didn't they have the first ever appearance of like Boba Fett or Jango Fett as well? Uh, Bo- uh, Jango Jango Fett, no Boba Fett as a cartoon. Yeah, but that wasn't that the first time you saw Boba Fett because that came out before Empire Strikes Back. And that is considered to be the best bit, by the way. That that little cartoon considered to be the best bit. I think, yeah, special. it is definitely um, the best bit. <laughs> and even that's not great, Short cartoon. if we're being honest. <laughs> I can just imagine Chewbacca's dad wanking and going... Well, the thing is, you don't have to imagine, because that happened <laughs> it's in the there. holiday special. Like, you don't have to imagine. They did it. I imagine he just comes furballs. <laughs> Why would he come furballs? <laughs> we don't come skin. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, right. But I didn't pick that because I wanted to pick something that I genuinely thought was a great film. And it was difficult for me mm-hmm. because often as a man, I find it hard to put my emotions out there. 
and, and pick a film that I genuinely care about. Every time we do a great film, we always pick like, oh, it's the one with the most tits in it or someone gets <laughs> shot and is fucking sick. Like, we never pick one that's actually emotionally poignant because uh, we're too busy fucking... I'm pretty sure we crowned uh, fucking... Freddie got fingered as the greatest shit movie of all time. So don't come here and tell me we don't get emotional. Right, that's some serious shit, okay? But anyway. Exactly. My point was proven perfectly. <laughs> but no, I genuinely did. I've taken this seriously. and I'm a bit nervous, but I did. I picked the 2019 modern classic Klaus or Claus. Has anyone seen it? No. Animated? No, no. actually. K-L-A-U-S. Klaus! <laughs> I've heard a lot of really good things about it. Like, I've heard the animation's ridiculously good. Yes. So, it's an animated feature film about a spoiled son, who is the son of the Postmaster General. Um, he's like an entitled brat, and his father decides that enough is enough. And he says he has to go and set up a post office on the remote island, and I think it's Smergersburg. He goes to a remote island and, and his dad says, you need to set up a post office there and I need 6,000 letters sent from this island to the mainland within the next year or you'll be cut off from the family finances and we'll disown you. You won't be part of the family anymore. And he goes to the island and he's like, fuck, mate, I am fucked. This is a shit show. Uh, he gets there and he finds the island is inhabited by two families locked in a never-ending brawl who utterly hate each other. So the two families are constantly fighting. It's like cartoony fighting. They're like hitting each other with sticks and pans and stuff. And it goes, sort of stuff that If you did it in real life, would be really violent. <laughs> but in a cartoon, it's just fine. Mm. Draws a picture of himself on a tunnel and a train hits it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That kind of stuff. Yeah, so they all hate each other and none of them send any letters. They're too busy fighting. However, through a series of hijinks, he meets the local fishmonger who started life as a teacher but none of the kids want to go to school because they're too busy fighting and he also meets an old man in the woods a lumberjack with a big white beard Mm. and uh, who makes birdhouses but he used to make toys but he stopped for a mysterious reason and i'm not going to give that away (laughs) it's very sad now over time he um this old man in the woods the lumberjack through a series of hijinks, as I just said, gets a picture that the postman happened upon that a kid drew, and the kid is like, he's drawn himself in his house all sad, got a cry little face, oh, I'm sad, I'm in my house, my dad's a bit of a dick. And the lumberjack says, right, come with me, I want you to deliver this package. And it's a toy for the kid, the sad kid. Mm. And so... Over time, uh, they develop a relationship, and you can probably see where it's going, you know. Yep. Over time, they warm the gay hearts. Gay sex. Gay sex. <laughs> Over time, a <laughs> lot of gay... Just... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. Proper, like, grapefruit no. technique. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking sounds... The grapefruit technique. Yeah. What is the grapefruit technique? You've not seen the grapefruit technique video? <laughs> no. That, that woman who's like, I, I'm going to show you how to please your man. And she gets like a dildo with like a grapefruit. She's like, this is how you give blowjobs. What is it? You put the, the dick in the blowjob, in the, in the grapefruit, right? And then, then afterwards you, you like suck the grapefruit juice off and she makes this noise when she's sucking it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a great video. Replace the grapefruit from your mouth. You're going to twist up and down on his shaft and suck the head at the same time. Back to my heartwarming Christmas tale. Yes. (laughs) After we've discussed the heartwarming (laughs) grapefruit technique, I'm not going to do a Michael. And I hear a sigh of relief across the nation. I'm not going to give you a blow-by-blow recap of this entire film. (laughs) Thank thank you. (laughs) I don't do that. When did I do that? You do that with old boy. Oh, yeah. He <laughs> literally said every single scene. I had to, to prove why it's the best, because it's the fucking best. You know, I'm trying to prove this is the best, and I'm not doing a blow-by-blow recap, so maybe I'm just better at this than you. I'm not going to do a blow-by-blow. I'm just going to tell you the things about this film that I think make it great. Firstly, the animation. I think all good Christmas movies should be animated. I think it adds to this sort of feeling of, like, wonderment, and nostalgia that a Christmas film needs. It's like you're watching a postcard or a storybook. 
you know and the animation in this is 10 out of 10 it's stunning it's unique and it's just fantastic to watch didn't they like famously use both cg mixed with hand-drawn like frame-by-frame animation yeah 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 it's like a real it's really well done and it the also i think what's cool is like the animation style is so unique to the film you know some like pixar films where you think they've just basically just created some new character models and used the exact same thing yeah. and just dumped them into the yeah. same universe like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's completely unique to this film and i think that really makes it also second thing that i think makes a good christmas movie is it needs to have proper character development a proper narrative arc for every character because that's all part of the christmas movie in it it's like characters learning about themselves every character in this every character that comes on screen has a narrative arc that is fulfilled it's fantastic no one pops up in the middle and gets forgotten like you get in some films where you're like didn't they have something going on with their dad that's like not a thing that didn't get resolved like there's no unresolved everything is brought up and then resolved i think it's fantastic like that from klaus the old man to jasper the posh son alva or ava the local teacher turned fishmonger the parents in the village, like individual parents that are only on screen for like a couple of seconds get a narrative arc. It's, it's great. But the most important thing mm. about any Christmas film is the Christmas message. Agree. The single most important part of a Christmas movie. And this film has the perfect message. It's about the fact that enjoying what you've earned is so much more rewarding than indulging in what you've been born into. It's the idea of, like, you've got to earn it to feel mm. reward. And it's about the fact that putting past old differences and allowing acts of compassion and kindness can create a whole new world. Like, you know, long-standing beef can just go through one act of kindness. And there's a saying in the film where he says, one act of kindness always leads to another. And he keeps saying it, and I think that's true, and I think it's a big part of the film, and I think it really works. Like, that is the central narrative to the film, is one act of kindness always leads to another. And that runs through the whole thing. And even if you dissect it really literally, one of the first things that changes this guy's whole life is a small act of kindness that then leads to another. It's very, very clever. But at the same time, it's not sickly sweet. I don't want to ruin the ending, but the ending isn't like an all-round wrapping up. Mm. It's just, a you know, some people get everything they want some people learn to live with what they've already got you know and sometimes that's like you know you can wish and wish and wish but actually sometimes you just got to learn to love what you have and that's all part of it i think it's a really really good without meaning to get too serious like if i had to make a kid watch any christmas film i'd be like watch this one don't get your hopes Mm. too high but life is good (laughs) life is happy and fun and you're gonna get nice things happen to you but like it's not all gonna be perfect but sometimes that's the enjoyment of it you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The I downs agree. make the ups worth it. <laughs> okay. I've gone on a bit of a ramble there. But honestly, it's a great film. I feel like ev- every voice actor is perfect. I genuinely cannot recommend it enough, not just as a Christmas movie. Like, I would genuinely recommend watching this. It's on Netflix and it's more than just a Christmas movie. It's like a re- it's like a piece of art. Like you're like, oh wow, actually that was good. Like I would watch that not just at Christmas. Sure, yeah. And I think the director, Sergio Pablos, it's like his first feature film. He wrote and directed it, and it's just such like a labor of love. And I think it really works. And just to like top it off, I think it goes to say something that it was nominated for an Academy Award. There's only been about five christmas films ever nominated for academy awards and only one of them which is it's a wonderful life has ever won yeah it was nominated for the best animated picture and i i would really recommend it like uh, going off script now like i just i would just really recommend watching it it's just fantastic yeah so we're saying it's like a it's like a meaningful christmas movie that it's like that it was made for a purpose as well as being at christmas rather than like I feel like a lot of Christmas movies nowadays, they're just the cash grab to have a fucking Santa Claus in it. Like, yeah, there's no, there's no message or anything like that. It's just, oh, look, fucking Santa Claus, a kid needs to help Santa Claus do, do some presents and shit. That's it. There's like 20 of those films. This is the thing. I, I genuinely believe you could take Santa out of it. Like, you could take the concept of Santa out of this. It would still be a good film. Like, you could take this to a country that had never heard of Santa 
and they would still think it was yeah. really good. Like, it's not based on Christmas. It just happens to be... Christmassy, yeah. To, like, in, in, to like inflate that message of, like, like you said, being happy with what you've got and working hard for what you get and shit like that. It's also one of those ones where, like, no one... Like, a good sign of a good Christmas film is when no one has to say the Christmas message. Mm. Like, you know, in, like, Elf or something, they'll be like, at the end, they'll be like, well, I've just learned to be happy with what I got. Like, there's yeah, none yeah, of that. Yeah. Like, it just, you just get the feeling. And it is like, it gives you a Christmassy feeling mm. without being like, and that's the Christmas story. Mm. Like, it's not like that. It's just like a a warming shumpf. Mm. If that makes sense. A warming shumpf. Like uh, walking over like a hot air vent. Yeah. <laughs> Does that happen in this country? Boom. No. <laughs> we don't get fucking air vents on the sidewalk. No, we don't. Marilyn Monroe go Woo! on the sidewalk. <laughs> no, it's like it's like drinking like a hot chocolate, but better. I don't like hot chocolate, but a film. But you also get sucked off at the same time. I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Then your bird walks in with a full English <laughs> and a pint. <laughs> full English and a pint. Yes, love, yes. <laughs> Just what I needed. <laughs> I like that, Seb. I like it. I'll be watching it. I've been watching. I've been getting through the Christmas movies this sort of past week, so. Oh, but yeah, what I was going to say, you know, you're talking about generic Christmas movies. Yeah. There is a whole genre. They're all on Netflix of like made for TV Christmas rom coms. And they it's just the most generic shit. There's honestly tens of them. Like there's so many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and it's always just like mistletoe at Christmas or happy for the holidays. They're just the yeah. most generic <laughs> names. Two actors you've never fucking heard of. <laughs> yeah. And it's the same fucking picture of them just sat in the snow and the girl's got her head rested on the guy and they're like looking at each other like oh it wasn't meant to go this way but here we are (laughs) it's christmas they're just easy to make (laughs) yeah they're so easy to make middle section this week i've gone bit rogue we've not got a quiz for the first time in fucking ages now is that is that an artistic choice or did you just not do one no i was looking up christmas quizzes they were all generic and shit so i looked at like alternative christmas quizzes and it was just like in 1930, whatever, what fucking, how much snow for ours? It's like, this is, this is rubbish. This is absolutely shit. So I was just sat there and I was like thinking, like, maybe we'll just have a little Christmassy discussion. Yeah, right. About some of our, some of our best Christmassy things. So I've got a little list of like some of the best things I'm going to ask you. Like, you know, we'll go for it. But I've also got some of my partner's ideas as well. She, she's submitted two ideas for this list of discussion topics and uh, we'll see what, what we think of those. So. The first one I've got on here is what's the best Christmas gift or worst Christmas gift that you've ever received? Easy. Mine was a V60 coffee filter. Oh, yeah. I still use it yeah. daily to this day. Three or four years on is the best gift I've ever received. I, I, you've gifted me a V60 and they are amazing. I did the same to you. Yeah, they're fantastic. I love them. They are so good. Yeah, they're so good if you're a coffee lover. Do you know what? I don't know. It might have been a birthday. So if it was any gift I've ever been given, I would say it was my Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Lou's got me that, and it's fucking great. Like I, that was definitely birthday, but I think this was a Christmas. This wallet. Mm-hmm. It was the first year we were together, and I said to what Luce, I saw a guy online, a YouTuber I used to watch, had a wallet like this, and I thought it was cool because it had a zip around the whole thing, and it kept all your shit <laughs> in it. Because one of the things with wallets, and it's is, got a picture of a raspberry on it. It's also got a picture of a raspberry on it. It's a sticker. But one of the things with wallets is I always used to lose all my shit out of them because they they unfold. So when you put them down, they like unflap and then all your shit comes out. Whereas if it's got a zip around it, it's like concealed. It's just something I really wanted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. I've used it every day for the next fi- like yeah, five yeah. years. Like that I've, that I've every used that. Every single day, yeah. It has been my go-to one. And actually, it's still in really good nick. It looks like, it doesn't even look that battered. Like you would think it was like, if I said to you, oh, this is like two weeks old. You wouldn't bat an eyelid. You wouldn't think anything of it. It's a great wallet. And I love it. Great nice. gift, love it. What about worst gifts? I don't know about worst gifts, because, like, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever... You always feel harsh saying worst gifts. I'll give you an example. When I was 16, one of my grandmothers bought me four handkerchiefs. She probably didn't even get me a gift the year after or the year before, but that year she got me four fucking handkerchiefs. 
Well, that's a pretty bad gift. I don't think I've ever received a bad gift, really. Or bad secret, like a shit secret Santa from like work or something, you know, like a butt plug. Well, that's not bad. You get some use out of that. Yeah, I would love a butt plug. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> now, I, I've just, I don't know, I've been blessed. I've, I've, everyone's just given me good gifts and I've always appreciated I've them. I've definitely received some that have like not been used, but I, I can't think of them. <laughs> I can't, I don't know. I don't, I don't have any of that. I don't want to call anyone out and be like, oh yeah, one time. We, we can move on to the next question. What about you, Mork? Best? The one I remember the most from my childhood was either I, that was my birthday. I think was my my um, Pikachu edition Game Boy Color. Mm. That was pretty cool. That was sick. Uh, but one one year, my mum got me, my dad, and my sister Game Boy Advance SPs, and uh, my, it was like a, the flip up Game Boy Advance, and it was the tribe had tribal shit on it. Yeah, I ended up sitting on mine and snapping the screen in half, so I stole my dad's. <laughs> nice. Because he had to say exactly the same one. And I was like, oh, I don't know where yours is, mate. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that stands out. But yeah, so these these are the questions that I've got on this little list. But now we've established what they sort of are. I'll give you uh, Jen's two ideas. She said, best Christmas person. I said, well, there's only one. What's Santa Claus? And she said, no, what about Snowman? What? <laughs> <laughs> I think she meant like Christmas character, like a snowman or an elf. And then her next suggestion was, (laughs) yes, her next suggestion was best Christmas color. It's got to be red. It's got to be red, surely. <laughs> Could be green. That is one of the most sus questions I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. There's Christmas colour. So funny. Right. Yeah, they were her suggestions, but moving on to my suggestions, like I've got some proper bangers. Best Christmas drink, yes. Beer? Would you always drink? No, but beer's not a Christmas drink. I'm talking like your Baileys, your mold wines, your like warm apple spice gin, shit like that. For me, it would be Bailey's. I, I've already, I've already like, I'm already two bottles deep this year. I need to get some more, and I fucking love that shit. Yeah, I'm not really a big fan of Bailey's. Um, yeah, but it can go in coffee as well. I mean, it can, but I, I like coffee enough that I just want it by itself. I'm just yeah, boring, true. to be honest. <laughs> you know me. I like my black coffee. You are dull. Yeah. Um, What's eggnog? Never had eggnog. No, I've never had eggnog. We don't have it in this country, do we? Really? You know, it came from England. Really? Yeah. I found this out recently in a in a Christmas quiz that we had to do at work. Yeah. Eggnog came from England. Well. Yeah, we don't drink it here, though. It's really weird. That is weird. Seb, do you have a Christmas drink that you partake in? Well, I don't drink, do I? So not really. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What about best Christmas snack? Christmas specific snack that you only really eat at Christmas. Do you know what? I can't have them anymore because I'm lactose intolerant. But a Terry's chocolate orange. A Terry's chocolate orange is fucking banging. Oh, Terry's chocolate orange. Toblerone. Oh, fuck, I miss a Toblerone. Is Toblerone Christmassy? Yeah, I suppose it is. It's like mountains and they have snow on top and snow means Christmas. I think they're Christmassy. I don't know. You're reach- I think you're reaching there. It's just Swiss. What about those German spice, like ginger spice biscuits? What they call oh, like, the ones dipped in biscuits. chocolate. They're banging. They are. They are so good. Yeah, sick. I have them all year round. Like pretzels, twiglets. Twiglets aren't Christmassy. Are those Christmas? Twiglets are Christmas. They're they, just normal they, snacks. No, they come in the big pots at Christmas with like snow and shit on it. They come in the big pots all year round. There's just snow when it's near you Christmas. You can't buy twiglets in August. Yes, you literally can. What are you talking about? No, yes, you, can't. you can. They are a Christmas snack. <laughs> Are you are you having us on? Is this only if they've only if like Tesco have jumped the gun and got like fucking the Christmas shit out early? Are you doing a bit? No, I swear down. They come in those big pots with the red lids, twiglets, treeslets, mini cheddars. They're like the Christmas snacks. Mini cheddars you can get all the time, but not twiglets. They're only for Christmas, man. This is just not right. This is not correct. I know this for a fact. This is not correct. <laughs> You've had Twiglets at my parents' house in, like, the summer. What? Well, why would I? I don't even eat Twiglets. Well, you would have seen me eat them in my parents' house in the summer. <laughs> oh, God. I, always, I used to love eating Twiglets as a kid. Instead <laughs> having a brain aneurysm. <laughs> They're not Christmas. I hate They're you. I, honestly, I hate you. <laughs> you make my brain hurt. <laughs> Sticking with um cr- food, then, the last one, it's got to be, what is your favourite or the best bit of the Christmas dinner. It's it's right. It's either the gravy, the or gravy, it's the po- or it's the roast potatoes. The gravy's around everything, man. Or right, the gravy fails. Everything fails. You know how to have a good. Yeah, but gravy. the gravy's not like the food. Is like that's like okay. Then the roast potatoes. Then roast potatoes. Roast potatoes. So we're asking the best bit of a Christmas dinner. Yeah, it's got to be pig and blanket, isn't it? Well, I was going to say pig and blanket or cauliflower cheese. Yeah, cauliflower cheese is quite a Christmassy bit. What about? Oh, fuck, what else do you have? Like, Christmas pudding. That's the best bit of the Christmas dinner. I fucking hate Christmas pudding. But that's not part of the Christmas dinner, that's part That's part of the pudding bit. It's part of the whole dinner, Christmas dinner experience, Christmas pudding. It's my favourite. But when you say a Christmas dinner, when you think, oh, I can't wait for Christmas dinner, you don't think, oh, I'm going to put a big bit of Christmas pudding on my roast. What about sprouts? And we all agree that sprouts are shit. I prefer broccoli. I don't mind a sprout. Yeah, I just get, sprouts can just get in the bin. I don't care that they're just for Christmas. The best thing about becoming an adult for me was when I just realised I, I don't have to eat sprouts at Christmas <laughs> if I don't want to anymore. I'll just be like, oh, fuck that the be- shit. The best thing about being an adult, <laughs> adult is that I actually now enjoy sprouts, whereas I wouldn't have as a kid. I just don't like them. They just taste grim. They're like bitter cabbage. Yeah, but you need that gravy. You know what I'm saying? You need that good gravy around it. Do you know what's really good is the, the sprouts like shredded up with bacon. Mm, oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. That oh, bangs, that I put fucking bacon on hard. anything and I'll, I'll munch it to death. Right. Well, that was the middle section. I thought it would be. Uh, I thought it'd be interesting to speak about some of our favorite, favorite Christmassy bits. But Vinny, over to you. What is the greatest Christmas movie of all time? Can I just say, Seb, while you were talking as well, I actually already have a thought in my head of what is the greatest Christmas film of all time. You didn't mention it whatsoever. Let's see if Vinny does, because if he if he doesn't, it's got to be it's got to be Die Hard. No, it's Vinny. Go. So I picked Die Hard 2, because you didn't say anything about Die Hard 2. <laughs> no. I really wanted that to be true. That would have been fucking great. <laughs> that would have been great. I was really trying to work out how to get around the whole Die Hard thing, and I did think about doing the whole thing without revealing what the film was and then revealing that it was Die Hard, but I couldn't be bothered. Yeah, it's a lot of effort. It's just not a Christmas movie. I think it is. It's not. It's got Santa in it. It's got fuck all to do with Christmas. It's an action film. Right, actually, I this is an interesting discussion because I, when trying to find a movie, I uh, Christmas film, I was just looking up like best Christmas films and just looking at all the articles. And I'm not kidding about like half of the articles would list things like Harry Potter as a Christmas film, and it was like it has like one scene in it. It's like it's not really a Christmas film, is it? It's not a Christmas film, no. 
I think a Christmas film has to have the theme of Christmas as such a defining plot line that if you removed it, it it doesn't work. Really, the film doesn't work. So at all. would you say that makes it a Christmas? So would film. you say by yours and Sebek's definition, Klaus is not a Christmas film because you said if you removed Christmas from it, it would still work as a good film. But I haven't seen Klaus because it it might it might not work fully if you just didn't have Christmas in there whatsoever. You'd have to replace it with another plotline. But if you just removed the Christmas theme from Die Hard, you'd just still have Die Hard, wouldn't you? Yeah, I don't know. I've never seen it. I'm just going to preface this, preface this by saying I have never really enjoyed Christmas films, so you, it was definitely a good idea that I picked one of these. Scrooge! Now, what it is, is I haven't watched, until like you just resurfaced the memory that I watched Home Alone last year, I mm. haven't watched a Christmas film in about 10 years. Because every time it comes to Christmas, my fa- me and my family, we just watch Lord of the Rings. Like, that's yeah. our tradition. We'd watch Lord of the Rings or, like, Harry Potter or Star Wars or something we all know we all love. So, yeah, it took me ages to try and find one. Like, this is literally very much by far the hardest thing I've ever had to pick because I just... I didn't have an opinion on any of it, really. <laughs> I, I really don't care. But now you do, which is why we do this. Well, yeah. But, yeah, whilst researching it, uh, films and also what makes a Christmas film, I did actually find out that traditionally, way before Christmas was like a super consumerist thing, it was actually like basically Halloween. It was like spooky season where like you would tell spooky stories, horror stories to like little kids and get them all frightened and spooked out. Like that's what Christmas actually was way, way back when before they turned it into this, you know, holly jolly season of goodwill towards all men or whatever the fuck the quote is. I guess it's like a thing to like get your kids like into being good, you know, the whole naughty list sort of makes me think about that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, right. Yeah. So there is a film that I have been recommended quite a few times. And in fact, I forget his name, Sebek. He's your co-worker's fiance who who went pete. out who pete pete yes pete yeah we went out with him in london and he told me i'm pretty sure he told me i was quite drunk at the time that his favorite film was the film that i watched last night for the first time and decided it was so good mm. slash i had had didn't have enough time to pick to watch any other films <laughs> <laughs> no but it is really really good and so i picked this film and that film is Pete's favorite film, which is <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> the night, the Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay, yeah, which is a Christmas film. I did pick a real Christmas film. So, if you've not watched it, uh, have you watched it, Mork? I have seen it. Yeah, it's yeah, Jack Skellington, isn't it? Yes, Jack Skellington. I've never seen it. Have you never? After watching it last night, I can say it's very good. I think you should watch it. Tim Burton? Yeah, so Tim Burton produced it, and I think he like kind of created the worlds and characters, but he didn't direct it, which is actually a bit of a misnomer. Well, it's, it's just such a Tim Burton-esque film, isn't it? Yeah. You look at it and you go, it's Tim Burton, because yeah. it is, but it's not really, but it is, yeah. But yeah, so basically the plot line is Jack Skellington is the skeleton dude, skeleton dude, who lives in a place called Halloween Town. And Halloween Town is basically populated by, like, ghouls, goblins, witches, vampires, mummies. It's, like, all the things for, like, horror and Halloween-related. And they're all just a bunch of spooky lads that are the embodiment of Halloween. And Jack Skellington is a sort of, like, celebrity in Halloween Town. Mm. And they all, like, love him, and they all really look up to him. He's top G. Yeah, he's top G. He's the guy everyone wants to be, basically. But the film basically sort of centers around Jack having a kind of like midlife crisis where he's like, I'm kind of a bit bored of spooky stuff. And I just I don't I feel like there's a void in my life and I, I need to fill up with something. And he goes walking off into the woods and he discovers a door and he goes into that door in the tree and he finds himself in a really snowy wonderland. And he's like, what is this place? I've never seen this place before. And there's, there's a whole song about it. Um, and he basically he stumbled into Christmas Town. So it's the same thing as Halloween Town, but it, instead it's really Christmassy. And he's like absolutely bewildered by it. And he's just amazed by everything in there. And he's like, he's never seen Christmas before, but he just falls in love with the holiday just like right then and there. So what he does is he decides, I'm going to bring Christmas to Halloween Town. And this year we're going to do 
Christmas as Halloween Town. We're going to do it, and I'm going to be I'm going to be Santa Claus this year, basically. But yeah, so he does what any man would do in this situation. He decides to kidnap Jack Skellington. Decides to kidnap Santa Claus and hold him for ransom money. No, not ransom yeah. money. He just he just holds him in a basement where he can't. No one can hear him scream. Basically, yeah. Are you joking? <laughs> <laughs> no, he does kidnap him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before I go more into the plot, uh, so that is just the basic plot. But the super notable thing about this film is there's two suitable notable things. That being like a, it's a musical, and it's filled to the brim with music. Like I'm pretty sure every scene has like a music number in it. And the thing is, the music is really fucking good. It's really catchy. Yeah, it's really really good. And I and I do believe that a good Christmas film has good Christmassy music or just good music in general. And I think this film is literally filled to the brim with fantastic music. That's sung by the the actual the actual guy who composed all the music is the singing voice of jack skellington in fact it's a guy called danny elfman who's i think a quite famous producer no he's not the man who made a christmas film is not composer. called danny elfman <laughs> no he didn't make that no, no 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 he composed no, the music no part, and he's called danny elfman he's part of a christmas film he's called danny elfman yeah seb it was co-produced by elfman by dave <laughs> Santa Claus. <laughs> how are you so quick, Michael? I don't understand how you do it. Dave Snowman. <laughs> also, the audible delay you have to think. It's like the gears, just like like you know that like noise from like dial-up of just like it's your brain, and then you just came up with Danny Santa Claus. <laughs> oh my god. I was like, it was that moment where I was like, shit, I actually don't know any Christmas Eve puns. <laughs> Fucking Dave. <laughs> Dave Christmas. <laughs> that would have probably been better. <laughs> or like, Chris. Chris Mass. Mass. <laughs> Christmas. Mus. Mingle. <laughs> Chris Muswingle. <laughs> oh, crikey. Right. Anyway. Okay, so yeah, the music's really, really good. It's filled to the brim music. Great music. I was actually listening to it all today. I was like, I'm going to put that music on because it's really good. And the other thing about this film that's super notable is the animation style. Mm. It's done completely in stop motion. Is it actual stop motion, this one, or is it one of those weird CG stop motion ones? It is real stop motion. It's fully stop motion, and do you know what? The whole time, and it might be because I was just confusing it with the movie The Corpse Bride, which is another Tim Burton film. Is that that's that CG stop motion, isn't it? I think that's CG stop motion, yeah. But The Nightmare Before Christmas is fully real stop motion. And in fact, it came out in 1993, which was way earlier than I thought it would. I thought it came out like... 93? Yeah, I thought it came out in our lifetime. Yeah, same. That's what I mean. Like, it, it, it looks fantastic. Like, the animation is literally breathtaking. It's like, because it's fully, like, real stop motion, and it, it has those, like... Every now and then you see a frame where it's like a slight blemish, you know, there's a slight, you can notice that it's an anim- animation, but like, I think that's what really like makes it so like endearing. Charming. And, like, yeah. Yeah. It's super charming. It's super, super charming. It's not it's super clean and pristine. Yeah. Like I fucking love the OG Wallace and Gromit films because I, I really like stop motion and like just seeing a, a smudge of a fingerprint. Like most people would be like, like nowadays they just like airbrush that out, but. I like to keep that. It shows. I don't know. It's like the craft. The craft. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like. It's like. Yeah. It shows that someone fucking made this with their hands. It's really good. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. And it actually took. It took them so long to make this film. It's like the film runs. It's like an hour and thirteen minutes. Hour and fifteen minutes. Uh, so it's quite short. But it took them about three years to make because stop motion is extremely difficult. It takes a fucking long time. Yeah. I hate watching a stop motion thing and then realizing it's CG stop motion because then you're just like, well, they cheat. Yeah, I, yeah, it's I know. It's really what you mean. disappointing. Yeah. What is CG stop motion? It looks like characters are made of clay, but it's just CG with like a like a filter effect to make everything look super glossy, like it's made out of clay and stuff. But it's just general, like normal computer generated animation. Isn't Chicken Run like that? No, Chicken Run's fully stop motion. No, Chicken Run's Ardman. I thought Ardman now do CG no. stop motion. Oh, oh, I know what you mean. Do you mean flush, Flushed Away is exactly flushed away. like that? Yes. Flushed Away, flushed yes. Flushed Away is exactly like that. Like but that. Like, more modern ones look even more realistic now. They look like they're super smooth. The Lego movie. 
Yes, yes, that's... Is that not stop motion? The Lego movie... It's not stop motion. No, it's completely computer rendered. Imagine making that stop motion. That'd be the most hideous thing to work on. Yeah, it would literally be impossible. That's what I mean. It's really disappointing when you see a film that you're like, that is real life movements taken with photographs, stop motion, and it's... It's like, yeah, it's just CG. Hang on, the Lego movie's not stop motion. Of course not. CG. It's hybrid. It's hybrid. Oh, okay, okay. Fair enough. So it's hybrid stop motion. That's fair enough. But yeah, so another great thing about the film is like, because it it takes place mostly in Halloween Town, it features all these like gruesome and ghoulish monsters who all just look fantastic and are voiced by like, I don't know, they just, like, have really, really good voices, like, really gremlin voices that just, like, have that nice spooky atmosphere, but, like, are still, you know, it's still a kid's film at the end of the day. It's not going to be, like, someone's leg being sawed in half, you know, <laughs> in the corner. <laughs> There's nothing really fucked up like that. But, like... <laughs> Turns into a fucking Lee Hardcastle short. <laughs> <laughs> but in the end, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the film, but in the end... Basically, Jack Skellington goes around pretending he's Father Christmas, Santa Claus himself, and he goes around the human towns, all the people, and trying to give out all the presents and spread Christmas cheer. Because, you know, he's trying to do, like, the Christmas thing, because he loves Christmas and he, he wants to be Christmas, basically. But he's not Christmas, and that's the thing. And everyone's horrified that a big skeleton's coming down their window and coming through their chimney, sorry, and giving them, like, a severed head as a gift. Yeah, (laughs) and uh so basically the military get involved and they shoot him down with artillery shells (laughs) (laughs) sorry are you fucking joking (laughs) no this is what happens (laughs) no you're taking the piss this literally happens this is the ending yeah, the military the do not get involved. Yes, they do. <laughs> they do not. Mark, tell them. You've seen this film. Yeah. It's like at the end of Godzilla, where like they just t- the tanks roll in. No, <laughs> just fucking pow. But this time they're super effective. Nobody <laughs> shoots down Jack Skellington with artillery. You're taking the piss. Right, they literally <laughs> do. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so once he's been shot down, he's been gunned down <laughs> like it's Black Hawk down. <laughs> He realizes, saving Private Ryan. <laughs> saving Jack Skellington. <laughs> he realises that he's made a mistake. He realises that, like, he isn't Christmas. He shouldn't be spreading Christmas cheer. He should leave that to the Christmas people. And there is definitely a message of, like, the grass is always greener, which, yeah, for sure, superficially, I'd say there is. But I think if you kind of think about it more deeply, if you think about it in more depth, the film really is about how... You could take Christmas, you could take a look at Christmas and be like, it's all about gifts and snow and, you know, eating nice food and like, yeah, sure. But that's superficial. That's the really superficial view of Christmas. And that's what Jack Skellington could never perceive is that Christmas isn't about just giving gifts and stuff like and the Christmas tree. Yeah. It's about like togetherness. It's about that like warmth you feel when you're with people you love. And about how everyone can just, like, for one day of the year, just, like, it's just happy and everyone just gets along and everyone's just... You know, it's like World War I when, in the trenches, 1914, when the Germans and the British, they came up and they played a game of football on Christmas Day. Yeah. They stopped firing at each other and were just like, it's Christmas. Like, we both celebrate Christmas. Let's just celebrate it because who gives a fuck, man? Fuck it. Yeah, and that's what Christmas is all about. Not about the gifts and the, the food. At the end of the day, it's, it's, it's... Not about all that other shit we just spoke about. <laughs> yeah, it's about the love and the mulled wine. <laughs> and lots of mulled wine. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that's the main message of the film. It's very Christmassy. It's got lots of singing, great colourful characters, like, and it has like a big arching arc of Jack Skillington falling in love with Christmas and realising that that's not what Christmas is and there is something more to it. And the other good thing about the film is that it's really fucking dark. So like... It is a it is a kids film, but there's lots of moments a bit like lots of moments where it's like, yeah, this is definitely made for the adults. Like how adults to enjoy as well, yeah, yeah. So how there's basically there's a love interest in the film with this Frankenstein's monster esque character called Sally, and she is basically locked up by a mad scientist creator who's kind of like a father to her, and he doesn't want her to go out 
and so she's basically locked away and so what she does is every night she poisons him with like night deadly nightshade so he just like falls asleep so she can like <laughs> run away and like go like have fun outside basically and <laughs> it literally gets to a point where there's this one scene where he's he's locked her in her room she's like i need to go out and see what the town's all about because i just i just fucking hate just being indoors all day so she jumps out of the window and like she literally splatters and like her limbs like fall off <laughs> she's not covered in you know she's not, it's not blood inside it's like yeah, leaves yeah, yeah, that are yeah, inside yeah. of her and then her like limbs like on their own like stitched up her body so that she can like now be animated again and then she runs off <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's so good though like I like that scene because it's like beautiful animation. Yeah, it's fantastically it's incredibly animated. Incredibly animated, yeah. Yeah, and it's also just a bit dark and a bit fucked it up. It is but a bit it's... dark and a bit fucked up, yeah. But yeah, I, honestly, uh, I wrote here, but yeah, fuck Christmas and it's cheesy bullshit. If you want an actual good Christmas film with an amazing animation, music and characters that you'll love, you should watch The Nightmare Before Christmas. And also, I think it's The Goat. Wow, I like that. I'm just going to say I'm disappointed in both of you, though, for not mentioning Jingle All The Way. I've never seen it. Is that the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger in it? Yes. <laughs> oh my god, Ed told me to pick that one! <laughs> if you had, you'd have won automatically, because I fucking love that film. It's um, just Arnie running around, like, trying to go, The Turbo Man! The Turbo for Man! His, for his son. And in the end, Arnie is Turbo Man. He dresses up as Turbo Man, and he comes down. And he's, I can't remember what the kid's name is. like fucking Johnny or something. He's like, Johnny, do you love Turbo Man? And he's like, I do, I do. He like lifts his head up and it's fucking Arnie, his dad. And he's like, it's me, your papa. And the kid's like, oh my God. It amazes me that Arnold Schwarzenegger is always cast as this like, he still has a deeply Austrian accent, but he's supposed to be this like American <laughs> yeah. man. Lovable all dad, yeah. Like, he's not, not American at all. Like, that accent's not giving you away, mate. Yeah, like this kid looks fucking nothing like him. The mums like they don't they look like the worst family ever. This dad just comes in like barely fits through the door, just like son, do you want Turbo Man for Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> That's horrifying. It's such a funny movie. And there's like a massive fight scene with all these Santa Clauses and shit. It's, it is a great movie, Vinny, you should watch it. It's so funny. But alas, you didn't pick Jingle all the way which is a great Christmas movie. Or Deck the Halls, which I watched the other day, which is really good. It's got Danny DeVito in it and Matthew Broderick. They're like families that are like against each other. Danny DeVito moves in across the street. He wants his house to be seen from space because no one ever sees him because he's really short. So he like decorates his house with like a billion Christmas lights and his family leave him because he's like fucking turns into a massive asshole and then it's like a redemption story. Blah, blah, blah. It's a good laugh. But yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas... That is a fucking classic, isn't it? I'm really glad I watched it. I, I, the whole time I was watching it, I was like, wow, this is actually yeah. even better than I thought it'd be. It's just, like, really fun. It's a really fun film. Damn, you know what, as well, like, I didn't realise it was 1993. 30 years old, 30. It looks great for how old it is. Do you want to know something? Which yeah. I wasn't going to say, but I think in the Christmas spirit, I'll say this. The Nightmare Before Christmas is one of the five other films that was nominated for an Academy Award. That doesn't surprise Ooh. me. That does not surprise me. It's very good. So, I've got a big dis- Christmas decision to make because I've got, like, Le Classique in Nightmare Before Christmas, a classic Christmas movie with, like, fucking great music and everything else against the new kid on the block, like, first film written and directed by this fella. He's trying to make a name for himself, really spread his message about what Christmas should be with different style of animation, but still great animation, both nominated for Academy Awards. Damn. You guys have picked some pretty hard-to-pick films, like, this week. I thought it was going to be, like, a shit one, you know, a toss-up between fucking Home Alone and Jingle All The Way, and I'll just be like, well, one's got Arnie in it. (laughs) Right, what am I going for here? I've I've beaten around the bush long enough. It's time to make a decision, boys. Bit like the uh, closing ceremony yesterday. I'm just gonna take fucking ages to do it, and then in the end, in the end, I'm just gonna be some bold twat holding onto the trophy for ages. And like the FIFA president, who paid me the most money? Well, Vinny did slip me forty quid earlier. So. But I did slip you a finger. So, <laughs> what's worth more, my anal, my anal virginity, or forty pounds? <laughs> That's not a question I want asked or answered. (laughs) 
Now, right. I don't know if I personally would consider it the GOAT Christmas movie of all time, but it's I'm going to say it's the GOAT because the, the, these are the two that you've picked. For me, if I was picking GOAT Christmas movie, it would be Jingle All The Way. It's just a fucking great film. It's just so funny. Like, it's so shit. It's so shit. And some part of that makes a Christmas movie for me. But you two have picked good films, which is good. But I would have picked a shit film. <laughs> But what I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with, I think that the GOAT Christmas movie of all time is A Nightmare Before Christmas. I'm afraid, Seb. And the reason, the main reason is because of, like, classicness and longevity. I feel like Christmas is a time steeped in tradition. And the sign of a great Christmas movie is one that holds up years later. Do you know what I mean? Like like you said, you can go through the dross of all those Christmas rom-coms. No one's going to remember them in 20 years' time, but everyone remembers Home Alone. It's a Wonderful Life. That's, like, very old. All this shit, they hold up. I think to be crowned a goat Christmas movie, you have to build that tradition, and I think that's the only way, that's the only place that that film probably falls down. When we're on episode 5,620, and we revisit this again because we've run out of ideas, Maybe that film will have 30 years worth of longevity and that will be the Goat Christmas movie as well, sir. But that's probably the only reason why I think that you have to have that tradition. You have to be a classic to be a true Christmas movie. So the Goat is a nightmare before Christmas. Fair play. Fair play. Yeah, that's fair. And it's a cracker. It's a great film, Seb. You've not seen it. I'm wildly surprised. Get on it. You'd fucking love it. You really should. No, I'll watch it's it. On, I'll watch it's it. It's on Disney Plus if you've got that. Yeah, I do have Disney Plus uh, available in the link in the description. Um, no, I'm <laughs> Sign up using our code uh, Dave Santa Claus for ten percent off. <laughs> Dave Santa Claus. <laughs> I actually didn't realise that Danny Elfman was like Elfman. That actually didn't cross my mind at all. <laughs> but like, he's done music for like half of Hollywood's films. Like, he's really prolific. Really? Yeah, he, he still does like music for like, films all the time now. Like big films damn bloody hell i heard he doesn't care about elf and safety and on that note any more christmas puns you want to get out of the way before we say goodbye to our listeners there's no way i'm making another christmas pun that was a cracker of an episode i'm just glad you're all present to see this (laughs) any more to the one person still listening to this it was ice to be with you (laughs) Yes, well, there we go. Thank you very, very much, GOAT listeners. This is... Michael, can you start wrapping this up? Yes, I will wrap this up. Right. This has been the first year of GOATs, officially. This is the last episode of 2022. Yes. So, Merry Christmas, one and all. Hope you have a, you know, great time off with your family, without them, whatever you're doing, whatever floats your boat, have a sick one. Like I said, this is the last episode of this year, so thank you all very much for the support for this year and for helping us grow goats to where we're at now we're really happy with where we're at but we definitely need to take it further as well so going into 2023 new year same goats yeah baby (laughs) when are we back january 18th i think we're back aren't we we'll be back in january January. (laughs) michael will have a charge to his name but we'll be the same guys that's it we will be back in january so i guess that's it uh merry christmas love you bye merry christmas love you all have a lovely holidays bye happy holidays love you bye softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.